Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Power Up and Game. This is episode 38. I am your host, Michael, and I am joined once again with my co-host, Taylor. Taylor, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm ready to get into our show today. We are on our second episode back from our holiday break. We didn't really talk about news too much last week, so I'm ready to get into it. Alrighty. Here's what's on our docket for today. Ubisoft has canceled three unannounced games and delayed Skull and Bones for the sixth time. We'll also talk about some of the other reported things going on at the publisher. TMNT Shred's Revenge is heading to mobile, but as a Netflix exclusive. And as for our main topic, we'll be talking about the recent Xbox and Bethesda Direct announcement. So Taylor, go ahead and take it away. Don't mind if I do, Michael. And real quick, we do want to say that you can find sources for all the topics we're going over today down in the description of this very episode. We do that to give out proper credit. And if any listeners want to read further about the topics we cover or simply just want to check it out for themselves. And let's get into our main topic today. As announced on Xbox Wire, Microsoft will have an Xbox and Bethesda Developer Direct on January 25th. Games already confirmed for the showcase include, and I'm reading directly from the Xbox Wire post here, The Elder Scrolls Online, Studio Director Matt Fire will unveil 2023's major chapter update, including the latest region's tutorial to become playable in ESO, as well as a major new feature coming in the game's biggest update this year. The Developer Direct will be immediately followed by the full standalone ESO Chapter Reveal event, hosted by ZeniMax Online Studios, which will provide all the in-depth details ESO players will need to know. Then we also have Forza Motorsport. The team at Turn 10 Studios will have been hard at work, bringing fans the next generation of Forza Motorsport, built from the ground up to take advantage of the Xbox Series X slash S. Forza Motorsport is back, and we can't wait to share more gameplay and exciting new details. There is also going to be Minecraft Legends. Mojang Studios will showcase an insider's look into the PvP multiplayer experience in Minecraft Legends, the upcoming action strategy game, from the makers of Minecraft, developed in partnership with Blackbird Interactive and launching this spring. Don't miss this exclusive gameplay footage at the Developer Direct. And lastly, in terms of confirmed things we will see at the Xbox and Bethesda Direct, we have Redfall. The minds behind Dishonored and Prey, Arcane Austin, will showcase several minutes of gameplay from their upcoming FPS. The Developer Direct will unveil single and multiplayer gameplay, showing more of how you and your friends will take down bloodthirsty vampires on the picturesque island of Redfall, Massachusetts. Fans can expect to learn more about the combat, customization, bosses, the open world, and more. But that is not all, Michael. It seems that we will not be seeing Starfield at the Xbox Bethesda Developer Showcase. In the Xbox Wire post, it was announced that the highly anticipated Todd Howard RPG would be receiving its own showcase sometime down the road. 
On paper, 2023 appears to be a massive year for Xbox. The studio has had a ton of announced games in development over the past several years, with Starfield and Redfall being the biggest releases for the platform in 2023. How important is it for Xbox to get the showcase right, in your opinion? And do you have any expectations, any concerns? So, for me, this is Xbox Big Chance. Uh, you know, I, I'm a pretty big Xbox fan. Uh, you've all heard me talk my, my mess about them. Uh, we talked. I talked about how Phil hasn't really been keeping his promises and how, you know, he only has so many chances. Uh, I think this direct is that big chance because we keep hearing about how they have all these games in development, how their studios are working super hard and this and that. We keep seeing stuff, but we don't see anything come to fruition. So for me, as somebody who is a fan of the Xbox uh, ecosystem, this is very important. This is going to set my expectations for the rest of the Series X and S generation, to be honest. This isn't just... Oh man, 2023. No, this is. You're saying the entire because the generation you got to understand though, Michael. That's going to be probably it's gonna a long be a long time. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a long one. That's and a long is... time to put out a hot take like, oh, if Xbox doesn't get this right, you're done with it. And, and, and you know, and and that's fair. But the thing is, how often do we hear Phil talk about how they have so much coming that this is gonna be a big year? Their year is coming. Oh man, this is this is when uh, Xbox fans should be excited. Yada yada yada. We keep hearing these things. Well, you know what? You have a powerful console out now. You know, the, the whole fiasco with the Xbox One, that's behind us. All right, Phil, you've proven that you are trying to make Xbox better. You went and got all these studios. We're distracted by uh, the deal or the lack of the deal with Activision Blizzard King. There's so much going on that this is your distraction-free moment. This is where you prove that Xbox is truly making moves where you're truly actually doing something, okay? Because this is more than just 2023. Like you said, Redfall and Starfield, that's going to be the big games for 2023. You know, we, we know we have Hellblade 2 coming out. Uh, the rumor of the Gears of War remaster, like the franchise remaster from 1 all the way to 5. Uh, more, uh, Forza Motorsport, one of their biggest games, that's getting a reboot. Uh, we know Turn 10 is doing something different with Fable, and that's going through development hell. Uh, a bunch of leads from the Forza team has left and started their own uh, company. There's so much going on that, yes, for me personally, this is Xbox big deal. Because if you're, if you're really saying like, hey, we're doing our own direct, uh, uh, we're going to show off Redfall, Starfield's getting his very own presentation, like, you're making it sound like you have plans that is going to prove the fans that you mean what you said when you when, when you brought up that this is going to be our year. This is where we're making all our moves. This is where we're showing all our games. All the developers, they're hard at work. This is going to be some cool stuff that we're going to show you. This is it. This, this, this whole thing, no more promises, no more, oh, well, we, we, we got it next year. Or, hey, be patient, it's coming. No, this is their chance to show that they're in control and they know what they're doing and they know what they want and that fans are putting their faith in them correctly. I agree to an extent. Like I was mentioning earlier, like I think you 
going and then expanding, like looking at a macro level. That's kind of what you're kind of doing with it. And I think that's probably looking a little too much into it. Like you, when you were saying, no, the entire generation, I'm like, I don't know. A lot of stuff can happen. <laughs> it's a wild yeah. industry. I mean, a yeah, lot we are. of stuff can change. And yeah. I mean, just look at Ubisoft. Uh, something we're going to talk about pretty yeah. soon. And, you know, scale bond still hurts. All right. And you know, that's, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. You know, like Phil Spencer keeps showing all this cool. Where the hell are they? You know, like, like where, where's all this cool stuff that Phil keeps talking about? So, yeah, for me, this is the whole, this is, you know, it's, it's like being in a relationship. I'm kind of tired of being hurt, Phil. And I, I need you to prove to me. I, I need to know that I'm not just being a fool of trusting you. Day you need day a out. commitment. Yeah. I need something solid. And this direct could be that thing that could be solid for me. Now, before I get my thoughts out, I want to kind of expand on your thoughts here. What do you think would be, going into that analogy, what would be Xbox's commitment? Would it be what they show here with Redfall and showing a definite release date and really hammering home that and Starfield are big two releases this year and maybe what, what how many more announcements or how many more cool things do you need to see like you we can probably expect just i'm trying to think realistic and thinking as small as i can here maybe some game pass announcements that are exciting for people to, to be but, honest uh game pass is so great it's just like it's, it's, it's the forza problem like it's not that impressive mm-hmm. to me anymore it's like we got all this stuff coming to uh game pass yeah that's cool but is a first party like like like, like, where's Fable? Where's so Perfect that's kind of what I'm getting to, though, is what needs to be announced to Game Pass, to Xbox, what needs to be releasing this year, in your opinion, for it to be a success? Because the title of this episode, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be calling it, Will 2023 Be Xbox This Year? How does Xbox make it their year, in your opinion? Uh, for the direct, they really gotta show off some stuff. I'm not talking about some concept art. I'm not talking about what EA does. Like, look what our engine could possibly do. No, I need to see, no joke, uh, a release date for Redfall. I need them to show no joke release dates for other games. Uh, if they do announce the uh, Gears of War, uh, the remasters, remasters have been rumored for forever yeah <laughs> yeah because uh the coalition has been silent so maybe that's what maybe that's what it is maybe they're hard at work at that you know they've uh they did great work with bumping their games up to 60 frames and in 4k with the uh series x when it just when it just launched so it, and, uh, I'm, I'm gonna say that the coalition has a pretty good handle on the series x and s uh so that's gotta be a thing that they show off uh, maybe, uh, you know, we're getting ESO, maybe like, uh, make an announcement about the next Elder Scrolls. Like, I don't know. Uh, no, you know what? See, I, I, no, see, I think that's too far. See, everything yeah, you've that, said, that, that, I that think one's just, realistic. That was, yeah, that one's just a bit of a fantasy. I yeah. know I said no concept art and stuff, but like, I don't know. I think Elder you're Scrolls, starting to play. You're like, I don't know. Maybe some concept art for that. Though. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the only thing you will get, but. I'm only saying that out of sympathy for uh, Elder Scrolls fans because I know how much they really, really want uh, something Elder Scroll related that's not Elder Scroll online only. 
But uh, I don't show something from Rare. Show us that Rare is doing something. You know, that would be that would be something cool to me. Um, I think Rare deserves a shot. I know Benjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts wasn't really that great, but surprise me with something. Like, show me that uh, Rare is doing something cool and unique and fun. So let me know what you think of this. Here's kind of what I'm thinking with how can this be Xbox's year. I think the two biggest things they need to focus on are Redfall and Starfield. We're not gonna see. We're probably not gonna see Starfield at all at this event. They already announced that they're gonna have its own event. It's gonna be taking up its own time, which is awesome, by the way. Love that it's getting its own event. And it just means it's not ready to show that whole. Well, I think it's also. I whenever they show it, they're going to show it. You know what I mean? It's not gonna be a. Here's another ten minute demo, and that's it. The next yeah. time I think we see Starfield. I think we are seeing Starfield in its totality, which is great because I think that's what a lot of people have been wanting to see from Starfield. And considering the game's supposed to be coming out in the next few months, yeah. <laughs> supposedly, and this is going to be a really good time whenever that happens. So I think in this event, here's kind of what I'm thinking Xbox, for me, needs to do. Redfall. You put a focus on Redfall being the next game other than Starfield that is the big deal in 2023 for you. Why people should give a fuck about it, the awesome parts of the game, the co-op stuff, everything that's said in that little blurb, how you can play single player, how you can play multiplayer, how seamless is it going to be, how fun can it really be mixing and matching these abilities and these characters together, how fun is the gameplay really, all that stuff, really focus on that. And give us a release date. Like you said, Michael, 100% agree. We need a release date for Redfall and Starfield whenever they're shown off. Again, notice that we're not seeing Starfield at this event, so I'm not going to expect them to just throw run out there and be like, hey, Starfield's coming out in two weeks or something like that. That's ridiculous, yeah. by the way. I just want to throw out a number there. And, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, and I want it to be summer. I don't want to wait until winter. I don't want holiday 2023. Well, I, it's I supposed to be early 2023. That's why I was joking and said two weeks. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's supposed to be like, early, but I'm it? saying like, since we're talking about realistic and we're going really, to I want like summer. If it's, if it's February, like not February, not, now you got me saying it in a couple of weeks. If it's like, well, it's supposed to be like May. Uh, I think the rumor was like it was supposed to be around May time. Yeah. Like if it's around that period, okay, I'm fine with that. Um, that sounds realistic i would say yeah so um honestly i would also like to see uh ghostwire tokyo show up that would be a cool surprise if it pops up and they're like hey here's our release date for ghostwire tokyo coming to xbox and game pass and you know it's gonna be the definitive edition yada 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 because i don't think that gaming got any dlc did it that would be a good game pass thing right there the show off that would be a nice because if you're gonna have some game pass announcements they're going to have some probably some hidden indie gems in there that people aren't going to know is going to be an awesome game, but it ends up being an awesome game. But there's always going to be the Splash one. That's usually what they do when they announce these Game Pass games. There'll be one yeah. Splash title, and that could be it. I could see it being Ghostwire. If uh, it is, because I remember, I think it was an exclusivity thing with like Deathloop was, right? Yeah, it, uh, it was on before Microsoft uh, bought up yeah. uh, Zenimax. Uh, it was a it was it was a one year exclusive uh, for the PlayStation Five, and um, it was and supposed to. 
Oh man, when did it come out? Hold on, let me, let me actually check. Uh, it came out in March of last year, so the one year exclusive is almost over. So yeah, it could come out this year. Like at least it could come yeah. out at the end of March, beginning of April. And you can make an announcement for it ahead of time, and yep, it'd be a big deal like this. So I can see that, and that would make a lot of sense. But kind of what I'm saying here is a lot of what you were talking about. Redfall, focus on that, but progress. That's the thing here. You mentioned all those games Xbox has in development. They've announced a lot of stuff. They've gotten a lot of developers. What I would like to see as an Xbox player, as somebody who wants to be excited for Xbox and wants to be excited for Xbox in 2023 and beyond, I just want to see the progress of these games. Even if it's not something I'm like eagerly awaiting for, like State of Decay 3. For example, oh I'm yeah, not, I forgot that was a thing. I'm not sh- like uh, Fry from Futurama going shut up and take my money with State of Decay <laughs> Three. However, I would love to see the progress of that. What's the progress of Fable? What's the progress of anything the Coalition has going on? Stuff that we know that these developers are working on because Xbox has already announced it. I think it this the direct is important for that more than anything else. The worst thing they could do is show everything that they already announced and maybe one or two Game Pass titles and call it a day. I think that's the worst thing you could do. Just progress is all. I'm not asking you to, as a fan, I'm not asking Xbox to be like, you guys got to come out with Fable right this year and you got to come out with State of Decay 3 and all these other games this year. No, I just want to see progress. I just want to see what is being done on these games so I can continue to be excited by it. Yeah. That's kind of my expectation for what I'm hoping for out of this event. Yeah, but as unfortunately, an Xbox it really seems more like uh, with all the stuff that Xbox announced a year or two ago, I'm afraid that we won't get anything substantial until like 2024, 2025. So that's why I say like for the rest of the generation, because like this is going to be the big deal. It's like, oh man, you have to show off Hellblade 2. Oh my goodness, please show off Hellblade 2. So I, I do think, think Hellblade is... I'm not sure if this event is the breaking point for how oh, you guys show Hellblade 2. Well, no, it's not, not going to be the breaking we're getting point. There. Yeah, to the- me, I think we're getting there, though. Because the last time we saw this game was when the Xbox Series X was announced. Well, I think they showed the gameplay, what was it, back in 2021 at the Game Awards? I don't, I don't remember that. I do apologize if I'm wrong. But the last time I remember seeing Hellblade 2 was when the Series X was announced. And then it kind of feels like that game just fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. Oh, it's because Ninja Theory, they're such, you know, they're masters of their craft. So, you know, I that's why I'm not in a rush for uh, Hellblade 2. I know, like, they're they're putting in quality. For anybody else, it'd be like, yo, what's this game? Is it through development hell? With uh, Ninja Theory, I know it's because they really are putting their passion into it and it's quality. But yeah, I get what you mean. Uh, Microsoft showed off when uh, the game was first announced, like like you said, when they show off the series, it's like, oh wow, okay, so we're getting Hellblade two, cool. Uh, and then they showed the gameplay at the Game Awards. I want to say twenty twenty one, and it was like, yo, that that's actual gameplay. That looks awesome. And then that was it, nothing. And while I don't think we'll see anything at the uh, direct, it would be awesome to see it. Well, Michael, you mentioned quality. You mind taking this next read for me? Oh, well, sure. No problem. If you want more from the Nerd Stash Network, you may enjoy our movie and TV podcast. 
Nerds Talk Movies. On that show, our team take a closer look at various movies and TV shows via retrospectives and, for newly released content, spoiler talks. In 2022, we covered a lot of superhero content. This year, we're going to try and branch out to other genres. That said, we still have a lot of superhero genre stuff we plan to cover this year as well. Especially with some of the crazy stuff that we're seeing with Ant-Man. That's going to be oh, that's gonna be awesome. The nerd talk- Dude, Ant-Man comes out like next month. So oh, man. <laughs> I'm so pumped. Man, that last uh, trailer was... Ooh. Hey, it was more exciting than the national championship. Man, so. that was a stomping. I'm, at that point, everybody was just waiting for the Ant-Man trailer. Like, it was, it wasn't about the <laughs> game anymore. About halftime, everybody's like, so when's that Ant-Man trailer coming on? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But the Nerd Talk Movies team just got back from our holiday break, and the next episode will be up on Monday, January 16th. In that episode, Taylor, Tristan, and Drew are kicking off their DCEU Memorial Tour by doing a retrospective on Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, the ultimate edition. My goodness, man, you guys really had to sit through 16 hours of that? I'm more power to you. <laughs> it was three hours, and I do have to admit, a little spoiler from my thoughts on it, it's so much better than a theatrical version, it's not even close. It's a travesty that the theatrical version was ever a thing, because the ultimate edition, like, it has the context. Right, yeah. Of a lot of plot holes. And it also has Clark Kent in the movie. I don't know if you know this, Michael, but Superman's in the movie. Whoa, 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 whoa. Clark himself? Like, I know Superman Clark? is in Batman vs. Superman. What? I didn't know that from the theatrical cut, but in the Ultimate Edition, he's got his own storyline. He's kind of got two things going on. He's got his own storyline, his own little emotional art going on. He's investigating the Batman. There's a whole subplot about somebody trying to frame him that's kind of in the theatrical version, but it makes no fucking sense. It kind of still doesn't make sense in the Ultimate Edition, but See, I thought at was, least there's... I, I thought that whole thing with uh, Superman going to court was because of what happened with uh, Zod. I mean, I can't blame you for that if you're just in the theatrical version and yeah. you're just sitting through an incoherent mess of a movie. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I haven't seen the uh, Ultimate Edition because I was like, I'm not sitting... Batman v Superman again. Even though I like Zack Snyder, we all know how much mm-hmm. I like Zack Snyder. Oh, you're a huge Snyder fan. Yeah, and I was not going to sit through Batman v Superman again. I will say, I don't know if I like... See, the movie starts out on such a high note, and this is not to get into nerds not movies, I apologize here, but we're just having a conversation. The movie starts out <laughs> on such like a high note, and then it just progressively just gets worse and worse and worse. Oh man! But still, that? at the end of the day, you sit there and you go, Ben Affleck was really good. Man. The beginning was awesome. A lot of the action was really good. Not sure I would have done that much slow-mo. Not sure oh, I would have put Jesse Eisenberg for Lex Luthor. It's just, it's a mixed bag yeah. of a movie. That there's so much good, and then there's so many decisions that were made that had me going, hmm, I don't know. Like, how, uh, why do you have Batman kill so many people? I mean, that's a lot of people he kills. <laughs> I will say, though, I will recommend... If you want to go through a DCEU memorial tour with us, I would recommend seeing the Ultimate Edition. It is way better than the theatrical version. It's pretty solid. And, you know... And you get more cy- uh, Cyborg, uh, from what I understand. Like, like, like he's oh, supposed- I think you get the same amount of Cyborg. Ah, but man. you will get more of Henry Cavill, and you will get... 
Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot because we're not sure how much we'll ever see of them again in their roles, which is sad, but well, we I kind of get James Gunn's reasoning. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we do know that Henry Cavill is out. Uh, yep. We know. Uh, As for Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot, who knows? Gal, she already mentioned that she wanted to work with Patty, and we know Patty's out, so. Ooh. Yep. Who knows about There's that? There's always always down the road, though, 10, 15 years, if DC does get their act together here with James Gunn. Oh, they'll do the multiverse. Probably thing. like eight years. But they have some kind of multiversal thing, and they could have a Snyder's Justice League team return. That'd Who knows? Awesome. It's weird that Teen Titans showed more respect towards Zack Snyder and his universe than WB in general. <laughs> Warner Brothers. Yeah. yeah. I get you. And even me, like, having issues with Zack Snyder's vision for DC. I don't like how he took Superman. I don't really... Well, I kind of like how he took Superman. I really don't like his version of Batman. I like his version of Batman. Because... Well, I I like Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just dislike the direction the character goes in. Because it's a redemption story. And I love seeing a Batman on a redemption arc. That was really cool. But I don't think he should have went as far as he did. It was one of those things that I think the character went too far. And then it kind of ruins when you think about it too much in this lived-in universe. It's like, okay, so the Joker's still alive. Why is the Joker still alive? (laughs) He's just murdering people. You're murking everybody except the Joker. But we're this is not nerd stop movies. This, we yeah, need to get yeah, back yeah. Into before, uh, power up and game. It, it, it really, it really is. I, I know where Zack Snyder was going with it. Like uh, Superman giving everybody, including the Dark Knight himself, hope. Like, okay, that's kind of cool. But man, I really did wish he did a Batman movie first because man, his Batman is so awesome. Oh my goodness, that would have been. Great. Yeah, I do wish we could have got a Ben Affleck solo movie. Even with the problems I have with the character, I just I love this performance. I yeah, that's great. Awesome. All right, but uh, yes, uh, we do have other stories of the week. We promise. Uh, up next, Ubisoft cancels three unannounced games and delays Skull and Bones again. Taylor, can you tell right, us more me, about that? I would love to. Actually, well, I don't. I really wouldn't love to. <laughs> when I'm thinking about what this story actually is. But I will anyways. In the light of a disappointing 2022 for Ubisoft, the publisher has announced the cancellation of three unannounced games along with yet another delay for Skull and Bones, which marks the sixth time Ubisoft has delayed the game. As of this recording, Skull and Bones is planned to drop sometime between April 2023 and March 2024. Skull and Bones will also be getting a showcase on January 13th, revealing gameplay footage focused on the game's lore. That is actually going to be the day this episode comes out. So, we'll see what that is, I guess. (laughs) We don't know at the time of this recording. Before we get into our Ubisoft news directly related to this story, let's take a small pit stop here. In our Discord, I jokingly asked whether or not this game would ever be released. In truth, it will will be released. I I really do believe that. But what kind of state is it going to be in? And most of the time on this show, we welcome delays because it tends to help both the game and the developers making the game. But I do think there's a limit to that because we've really passed that, I think, with Skull and Bones. Where people go from being cautiously optimistic to flat out worried about the game. What say you, Michael? Okay, so um, on our Discord, I 
just put in there dead game because that's what this this thing is pretty much a dead game at this point shit poster yeah <laughs> and if i recall uh early in our earlier podcast uh you myself and riley actually talked about this game and i'm pretty sure i mentioned that it's going to get delayed again because one it's ubisoft two ubisoft when they get ready to release a game they go all out with the showing the game off on social media like look at this game it's gonna be so awesome oh man we're gonna we're gonna uh do 16 different pre-rendered cg marketing crap for it and it's like why your games are all the same why are you doing this uh so when skull and bones actually showed off their bloated deck or poop deck or whatever that direct thing that they did was called i was like oh okay they're actually gonna show off the game maybe that maybe i'm wrong maybe this time they will actually delay the game and then boom it happened again i'm not surprised uh because ubisoft can't do duty squat right unless they're stuffing 600 different ways to microtransaction a game um they messed up with the prince of persia like you you can you remake a really good prince of persia game that came out back in the original xbox and playstation 2 that already tells me that ubisoft is just throwing money at the wall uh the three uncanceled games that they i mean the three canceled unannounced games that they have honestly i guarantee you had it was not new ips i guarantee you it has something to do with rainbow six it has something to do with uh you know in tom, just in general tom clancy it has something to do with tom clancy uh because we already know their plans for uh assassin's creed their mobile game, their MMO, their open world RPG, multiplayer, hybrid crap, whatever it is they were doing. And so we know it has nothing to do with Assassin's Creed. I guarantee it has something to do with um, uh, the, Tom, the Tom Clancy license. Where's Beyond Good and Evil? They're still pumping money to that. Uh, they threw out the Prince of Persia. Well, I'm sorry. It's indefinite. It, it, it's in development hell right now. And oh gee, what else are they missing? Uh, Rayman. They're not doing anything with Rayman. Uh, their last rabbit game with Mario, according to them, didn't sell well, despite the point that it sold fairly well, but it didn't meet their expectations. Which we'll get there. Yeah, Ubisoft is a mess. Oh my goodness. Nobody should be worried about Skull and Bones. It's going to be bland, boring, grindy and the only people who's going to care about it are content creators because they can grind away and make fun of it i'm kind of just i don't have any feelings on skull and bones <laughs> at this point you're just numb it's sad man i'm just numb to it because yeah. the game's getting delayed six times from the last time we both saw it we didn't really care for it riley was the one who actually really did enjoy it so it it does suck that we're not going to hear her opinion on oh, it oh man i really do to kind of like here. mellow us out here um, but I'm kind of just numb to the many delays this game's gotten. And you mentioned something about, like, Ubisoft was just throwing money at the wall. <laughs> we'll get to the next part of this story, but it kind of does feel like that's what happened, and now they're just like, oh, wait, what do you mean it didn't work? <laughs> so now we have consequence. No, we're not going to have consequences <laughs> for it. But we'll get there. When it comes to Skull and Bones, the sad part is, is most of the time, I would tell you, Michael, that's way too harsh of a hot take. <laughs> like, come on, dude. What are you doing? 
Like, come on. Like, people are going to enjoy this game. And people are going to enjoy this game. I legit do believe there will be fans of Skull and Bones if it ever actually releases. Games have followings. Regardless of how good or bad people will find enjoyment in it. Hell, people still play Anthem. Not many people, but people still enjoy Anthem. And if you're one of those people, I applaud you. But in terms of this game being successful, I'm not sure it really has a decent chance anymore. It's really been put in a horrible position to succeed. Through the many delays, through the developing issues that have been reported on previously. What I remember talking about development issues about this game, what, two years ago? Three years ago? Man, who knows? I don't know, man. Yeah, the timeline for this game itself is so messy. I do remember seeing the uh, Skull and Bones booth at E3 2018. I walked past it so many times. It was a cool-looking booth, don't get me wrong. And I was just like, oh, it's a Ubisoft game. Well, don't really care for it. And I'm kind of glad I didn't get hyped up for it, because I'd have been sad as hell right now. It's kind of what you were talking about, or what I was talking about in the blurb there, about, like, when a game gets delayed, usually you and I are both sitting here and, like, all right, that's good, though. Gives the developer, the publisher, whoever needs it, time to polish up the game. It sucks for us players, because we're not going to get our hands on it for a few more months. But it usually ends up working in favor of the creators of the project. So I'm always in favor of it. Plus, it usually ends up being a better product for us. Usually. But at this point, as many times it's been delayed, it goes from me just going, oh man, a few more months, to, oh shit, again? Really? (laughs) Six times? Six times? Can it get delayed a seventh? I think it's not impossible. (laughs) That's the sad part. I'm not sure it will be released in that time frame. It's just, I have no hope for this game being successful. And that's sad, man. But let's get back to Ubisoft themselves. Michael, you kind of talked a lot about it, and I tried to skirt around it, but that's kind of <laughs> just, it's the main part of this story. So, again, the publisher had a rough 2022 with the likes of Mario and Rabbid, Sparks of Hope, and Just Dance 2023 not performing as well as Ubisoft would have liked. Moreover, Ubisoft plans to cut around $215 million in costs over the next two years. In an email, which Kotaku was able to view, Ubisoft CEO Yves Guillemont told employees that it was now up to them to turn the company back around. Basically, there was a lot of efficient spending and keeping costs lean talk. To see much more details and a much closer look at the situation, please go check out the Kotaku report. The link is in the description. Ubisoft has three big releases coming up. Skull and Bones, Assassin's Creed Mirage, and Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Along with this, Ubisoft plans to release another major unannounced title. We've joked about Ubisoft games a lot in the past, You've brought this up a lot, Michael, here in the past 10 minutes, it feels like. But Ubisoft just throwing money around like it's nothing. And we've talked about its successes, though, as well. Ubisoft has been a successful company in the past. They've created a lot of really good games that both of us have enjoyed. But I think it's safe to say now 
that this is not the same company that we enjoyed. What are your yeah. thoughts on the Kotaku article, including the email sent to employees, and your thoughts on the whole situation? I'm not surprised with Ubisoft uh, making these cuts. You know, the rumors of them looking to sell, uh, with the idea that Tencent might be interested in putting more money and getting more uh, out of uh, the company. Uh, it's just, Yves is just, I don't know what he's doing with this company. He's gone from, hey, let's, let's let's try out new things and do big ideas to we're going to stick to only blockbusters. We're going to stick only to uh, we're, we're going to stick only to, to me, Assassin's Creed. To me, not interrupt you here, Michael, but no, to me ahead. it feels like we're going from all these new ideas and these great IPs to we're going to melt the fuck out of all these IPs yeah, and we're he, going to transform them into Frankenstein monsters of free-to-play monstrosities. Yeah, yeah. That's he, what it kind of feels like. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he, now... He's, he's going for blockbusters. He doesn't care yeah. about Rayman. Because Rayman, let's face it, Rayman is not going to make Assassin's Creed money. Okay? Uh, Splinter Cell may not make Assassin's Creed money. You know, you, you, you're going to get... A remake some, would. And they're making the remake, supposedly, but... Yeah, they're also doing the remake of uh, of uh, Prince of Persia. And we see how that's going yeah. for everybody. It's just, jeez, Louise, you can't even remake a game that's right. The blueprint is right there. Like, it's, it's all right there. And, I'm, I mean, I'm glad they're not just upping the res and being like, it's 60 frames per second now. Like, they're truly doing from the ground up, hey, we're going to remake the first game. Cool. Uh, but they're really, but it really seems like instead, instead of toning things down and not just spending money, 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 money uh, for these big licenses, because, no, you, like, you, like you mentioned earlier, uh, uh, the Pandora game, the, the Avatar game, how much do you think that license cost them? That's not a cheap license. It's a license uh, for a movie that made over a billion dollars, and now the second movie made over a billion dollars. I highly doubt that that license was cheap. Uh, and, hey, Ubisoft is throwing money at it because, one, that game hasn't even gotten an announcement, uh, a day announcement yet, so it's not getting canceled, it's not getting delayed, they're going to bring that game out. And isn't Ubisoft working on a Star Wars game? I think there's rumors about it. So, so, so if they're working on a Star Wars game, they're just buying up licenses. Potentially. Yeah, but, okay, working they're potentially the buying up these licenses, uh, both from Disney, actually, so you know that's not cheap. And, you know, they're canceling all the game. And, again, I brought up uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Where's that game been? That's been in development hell longer than any other game they've had. It's been in development hell longer than... Uh, Skull and Bones. See, and that's the thing, man. Not And interrupting you again, but this is getting into my point, because this is the thing that aggravates me the most about this entire report. It's the part about the email that is a lot of the... And this is the sad part. The sad part is, is I'm pretty sure you, I, and everybody listening to this can relate to something similar to this in whatever field of work you are in. To whereas your boss comes up to you and is like, Oh, we're going to be making some cuts. We had to fire so-and-so. You're going to be doing this. We just we just got to keep our head down. Got to just get through the day. And it's just, the sad part is, is it's just going to be more people working harder for no extra money. Because, not their fault, but because terrible fucking leadership. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, again, it, it really just comes down to 
then like you said, Frankensteining everything that they have to try and force in free to play elements. Uh, you know, you and I both talked about it's it. their fault for putting that in. It's not the developers yeah, who are no. making these yeah. games. Yeah. It's people who are coming in and going, We gotta find a way to monetize this. It's just that's the reason. What do you want these developers to do? You're fucking. You're tying one hand behind their back, and you're telling them, "All right, we want you to make another blockbuster." Well, we're on our fifteenth Assassin's Creed game. We can't go anywhere <laughs> with the story anymore. Yeah, we're, we're too, done. that's that's too damn bad. It still sells. Pulling the holes quote out. Yeah. yeah. What is too damn bad? I'm tired of this, Grandpa. That's too damn bad. That's apparently what the bosses are telling Ubisoft employees at this point. Is we can't create anything original. We can't do anything great with these IPs because you're milking the fuck out of them. You're taking the fun out of it. You're making them like mobile games that are free to play. And I'm really sorry, Michael. I really took this entire thing from no, you. No, go ahead. Take but it. again, the main thing was to me that got me is because I relate to it. Now, again, I think you can relate to it. I think everybody listening can relate to something of the sort of, oh, it's up to you now to just, we got to turn the tide. Well, you just want to, anytime anybody ever tells you that, you're just like, all right, fuck off. In your head, you're just like, go, go fucking anywhere else but here. I just, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> it's, it's really annoying. It's sad to say to this in, Every field that somehow happens, because <laughs> incompetence is, it's everywhere. Yeah, and it, it, the great part is about this, usually it's me who's on a rant like this, so it's actually really great to hear somebody else do it. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> you ready to talk about some turtles? Let's talk about some turtles. <laughs> All right. TMNT, Shred's Revenge, a game that I hold dear to my heart. I've talked about in this podcast. I really love it. Uh is heading to mobile exclusively on Netflix. Taylor, what's going on with this one? TMNT Shredder's Revenge was one of 2022's biggest hits, and now it's going to mobile. But with a slight catch, you just mentioned it, Michael. It's a Netflix exclusive, meaning you'll need a Netflix subscription to play. You can find the game through the Netflix Games app, on iOS and Android devices. This isn't a massive story, to be honest. It's really just an excuse so we can talk about TMT Shredder's Revenge again. And it's also a little bit of a palate cleanser. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the game coming to mobile? I think it's awesome, but it's just too daggone bad. I have to have a Netflix account. Um, because, honestly, I would get it on my phone and I would play. I would play it with my uh, nephew you know he has a he got a phone for uh, christmas and i'm sure like, he and i love playing uh Shred's revenge together and i'm sure it would have been great to just be like hey little nephew what's going on and then he like pull out our phones and play Shred's revenge together or something that'd have been cool but i don't have netflix uh they just recently announced a bunch of uh cancellations like oh, well that's why i don't that's why i don't deal with you uh, but i don't like this uh netflix crap i'm like i i think it's cool when they were doing it for their properties like hey we're doing a stranger things game uh we're doing i don't know whatever i don't know a wednesday mobile card game or some crap i don't know that was kind of cool but tmnt shows revenge has nothing to do with netflix it has nothing to do with the ninja turtle show that's on netflix it has nothing to do with the movie that was on netflix so i'm kind of wondering why 
why, 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 why is this something that Netflix picked up and was like, yeah, you want to play, you want to play Ninja Turtles? You have to play it on Netflix, and that sets up. It is a strange thing. partnership. Well, yeah, because, we do uh, know that Netflix has been trying to get into games more. And yeah, I kind of thought they'd try a little bit more than what they've done, considering I think they created their games initiative what about two years ago, I think, or something like that. Yeah, they really start off with the uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, y- yeah. Um, I think it's because uh, Netflix has this deal with Viacom. They they've been trying to get more Nickelodeon stuff, um, on their platform. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So like, I'm thinking that's where it comes from, but. I can see if it was like based off, like I said, I can see if it was based off of the show or the movie that's on Netflix. That would make sense. But this is completely different. This is something completely to the side. It had nothing to do with, uh, I mean, it's not even Nickelodeon. It has nothing to do with Netflix. They didn't develop it. They didn't publish it. I mean, I guess they're publishing the mobile version. Uh, but it's just so strange that Netflix would take this game rather than creating one of their own with the TMNT show that's very popular on their platform. Instead of making a game out of that, they just took they, t- they took one of the cool ones from us, man. And I, I, when I heard that Team and T was coming to mobile, I was pretty excited for that. But now I don't care. I'm just I'm, I'm gonna keep playing on my Xbox. But let's get out of here, Michael. You did a fantastic job in this episode hosting. I thought you did some great ad reads that we had. Best. Hopefully, these ad reads end up being a Pretty good thing. Not too lengthy. We didn't want to have like a five minute ad read every 10 minutes, but we just wanted to express some other things we got going on at TNS Network with you guys in case you don't stick around all the way to the end. But be sure if you enjoyed this episode, you check out our Discord link for which is in the description of this very episode, along with everything else we talked about today. You could also leave us a rating. It would be tremendous if it was a positive rating. Finally, I just want to say, Michael, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Twitter at M underscore M-O-S-L-E-Y underscore J-R. You can find a waiter on the Fox hoodie. Congratulations, you're in the right place. You can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash foxdaddy. That's F-0-X-D-A-D-D-Y. And as for me, I'm going to be in the Discord, so... If you want to chat with us about your thoughts on what's going on at Ubisoft, your thoughts on Skull and Bones getting like the 10th delay, it feels like it'll probably hit 10 delays as before it comes out, if we're being honest with one another. And lastly, though, I just want to thank anyone for listening. I want to thank Michael for hosting. And we will be back next week for more gaming news coverage. See you then.